1: I want to talk today about practicing with anger. And we had a talk last month by Mike Evans, Artenzo, a very fine talk about this, uh, very different from the talk that I'm going to uh, give this morning. But Mike talked very personally about his issues in process with anger um, and talked a lot about it in terms of fear and the relationship of fear to anger. So, uh, unfortunately, that talk was not recorded. Oh, are we recording this one? Yeah, we yeah. Good. Anyway, uh, and also, uh, some of you may be here expecting Asian Nancy Easton, who was originally scheduled to give a time talk this morning, about Zen and Zendo forms, uh, Aishin's dad passed away this week, so she's back east with her family. So, uh, I'm here, and, uh, I'm, for those of you who don't know, I'm Tygen Leighton, the current guiding teacher of Ancient Dragon Zen Gate. And again, I want to talk about, uh, anger, and practicing with anger, and how that works. But I want to start with the five skandhas, sometimes translated as aggregates. So we talk about, we chant the five skandhas in the Heart Sutra, which we often chant. Uh, And these are said to be all of the components of our experience. Everything is made up of these five skandhas. And they are Forms, sensations, perceptions, formations, and consciousness. Uh, the second one is what I want to talk about today. Sensations sometimes translated as feelings, forms, feelings, perceptions, uh impulses or formations in consciousness. So uh, this second skanda is not about feelings as in emotions, although uh, emotions are, are part of our practice, too. And so I want to talk about all of this relationship to zazen and how our zazen experience and practicing zazen, just sitting over some period, develops intimacy. Actually, I would say with all the five this, but particularly I want to talk about the second one. So this is not feelings or sensations in the sense of emotions. This is uh, as early Buddhist psychology and Abhidharma says that there is always, when we have consciousness, and anyone anything has consciousness, there is always um, some object of consciousness, something that we are attending to. And so, in this sense, the second Skanda, sensations, the first two are responses. So whatever the object is, we either have positive, negative, or neutral responses. So I want to talk about the negative responses today because these three aspects of our awareness, of our awareness whenever, uh, is uh, can become problematic. They become when uh, in extreme three poisons greed, hate, and delusion. So, our practice is about not holding on to anger. So, our precept in our 16 precepts our precept about anger is disciple of Buddha does not harbor ill will. So, it's just natural, it's part of the nature of consciousness. Then we do have positive, negative, or neutral responses. But these negative responses, which uh, often takes the form take the form of uh, anger, aversion at least, things we don't like, we don't wish to push away. Uh, This is can be anger. But our precept, our guidance for how to practice with this is to not harbor ill will. To not hold on to anger. To not turn anger into hatred or grudge or resentment. And this is difficult. So one of the, one of the gifts of Slazan practice the many gifts, is that we become intimate with our own responses, positive, negative, and neutral. So, you know, positive, positive responses can be turned into greed or lust or, you know, trying to grasp things, which is not helpful. So the this is about how we recognize the self Quote says, to study the ways to study yourself. How we recognize our own responses. And how do we not react to these situations? And our ancient twisted karma is that we do have habits and patterns of reacting. And in various ways, each of us, in our own way, have, uh, when, we ha- when we see when we have some negative reaction, there's something we don't like, um, we might have some reactive habit, some habit pattern of uh, turning that into anger. So our practice is to be familiar, to be intimate with our own patterns of reaction, and then how can we turn that into a positive response? an aware response based on the gift of zazen of some space around our reactions, some space of calm, where we can, and and again, when we become familiar and intimate with our own patterns of reaction, our own habits of reaction, we can see what, is, what it's like when we get angry. We can feel that. We can start to know, oh, yeah, I'm angry about that. And then, you know, um, sometimes it takes a long time. We have ab- habits from childhood, from maybe from even before childhood, from uh past lives or from uh our family patterns of reacting negatively and getting angry or trying to grasp onto positive things and be greedy. So, our practice is about getting to know that, getting to know you, getting to know ourselves, and not reacting. So, harboring ill will is when we have some angry response, negative response, and we turn that into grudge or resentment or hatred. This is a huge problem in the world, as we know How to not harbour or will how to not make a harbour of it, how to not hold on to it as some precious oh I'm angry about this or that and and get and work ourselves up about it. We have those patterns of reacting. And sometimes this precept is translated as to not get angry. But again, Abhidharma, Buddhist psychology teaches us we do have positive, negative, and neutral responses to things. Um, I like vanilla ice cream. It's like a positive response to it. I don't have to go out and try and buy all the the vanilla ice cream in Chicago for myself. I like chocolate, but I don't like chocolate ice cream for some reason. That's just me. I, I know a lot of you like chocolate ice cream, and that's for me. But, you know, that's not that I want to destroy all the chocolate ice cream in Chicago. How do we not react in some extreme way? So to not get angry means to not harbor ill will very, very quickly. How do we become so familiar with our patterns of negative response that we see through them and don't make them into a thing? So, you know, one way to see this is to not take things personally, even though, of course, we have strong habits of taking things personally. So how do we see through those habits? This is where, you know, the intersection of Zen practice and Western psychology is very helpful, because Western psychology, therapy, whatever, you know, helps us also, as well as us, to see through these patterns, to get to know our own patterns and to not react to them. So, there are antidotes. There are practices that we can do to help not harbor ill will, not overreact to negative responses to events. So there are these antidotes. And these are practices we can actually do and think about and sit with and uh, help with. So one of the most important is patience. This is one of the and we have this list of sixteen precepts, we also have these six or ten transcendent practices of Carmesis. And one of those is patience. Tolerance, forbearance. And that means for ourselves to be patient with our own impatience. The way to study patience is to see when we become impatient, when we want to lash out when we have some negative response. How do we be patient? You know, and there are all kinds of everyday examples of negative responses somebody cutting ahead in line or somebody cutting us off in traffic. We can get very upset and angry, and, you know, this can, uncontrolled, this can turn into road rage and be very destructive. Road rage is an example of harboring no will. Now do we be patient and tolerate, tolerate positive, negative, and neutral responses? This is natural practice. We can focus on patience, tolerance, forbearance, in a different ways. But again, just to really study when we do become impatient, because that happens, you know, just as we have negative reactions or aversion to things or positive reactions. How do we study our impatience? When somebody cuts in line. Cuts ahead of us in traffic. It's very easy to get upset and angry. Of course, there are lots of other examples, but those are everyday examples. I used to think, well, maybe that person is rushing to the hospital because they found out somebody. close to them is in the hospital. You know, I try and think of, I try and make excuses uh, for those for those people who I uh, might respond to with anger and. See that there that we don't really know the whole situation, what's going on for them. So patience is very helpful in terms of not harbouring ill will, not turning our negative responses to some reactive development of anger, to ill will, and to hatred. There are other antidotes. Um, One of them is the practice of insight. This is the sixth paramita, sometimes translated as wisdom, but it really it also could be translated as just to see clearly, to look in, to look into what's going on. And this is very important. Not harboring your will. Where does our anger come from? What is the situation that allows us to have these negative feelings of anger. And then, uh, is there some way in that situation to respond positively, to be helpful? So this brings up another part of the skillful means. How do we skillfully take care of our own anger and the anger of others in the world, of course, and not react, not, not turn into a harbor of ill will and hatred? These are very practical aspects of our practice, our basic bodhisattva practice, that all become clear in Zazen. And skillful means knowing, trying to respond helpfully to some situation that has provided us the opportunity to see our own anger. How do we respond skillfully? What is skillful means? Well, you know, sometimes we can think about situations like road rage and think about what would be a skillful way to respond, as opposed to trying to have a car race with the person who cut us off (laughs) out of anger. Uh, But, um, there's not so, skillful means is also a matter of patience and immediate response. What is skillful? What is what would be helpful in a situation? How do we respond? How do we do something helpful? Sometimes we don't know. In fact, most of the time we don't know what to do to respond helpful to some situation that has allowed us to feel anger, harbor anger, or greed, and start grasping. How do we pay attention to these things? And um, Sometimes skillful means, means just sitting, silent, being still, paying attention though. So zazen is not just dull sleeping. Zazen is, and, and patience is not passive either. Patience is observing closely our own feelings, our own responses, our own, re- own reactions, and what's going on in the situation around us that allows us to feel anger. To not turn it into harbors of ill will. So this is, all of this is challenging. This is, you know, this is, these are practices because it it takes time to actually become really familiar and intimate with our own patterns of aversion and negative response. So, Dogen says to study the ways to study the self. Studying the self means to get to know our own karmic, ancient twisted karmic patterns, habits of reactivity. And the more intimate we are with them, the more we can not react immediately. We have some, Sazen gives us some space around these, these, uh, positive, negative and neutral responses some patience with these things. And then we can just pay attention. So Zazen is just gently sustaining attention. Patience is about just gently sustaining attention. So we see what's going on with us and with people around us. And then skillful means is, okay, what would be helpful? And Sometimes it's trial and error. Sometimes it's really important to make mistakes. And sometimes it's said to make not make wrong mistakes or to make helpful mistakes. But we can't always control this. This is not a matter of something we can control. This is a matter of awareness. And it takes time, and we get impatient with our own. We can get easily impatient with our own patterns of reactivity, our own patterns of harboring no will, holding resentment. And these these uh, practices are about seeing that that's not helpful to anything. Again, to really feel. To be intimate with it, others are a pattern of reacting with anger. And how do we then feel the anger, not try and deny it and get rid of it, but just feel it and not and not react, but maybe respond in some way that might be helpful. It might help the situation. This is the challenging practice of how we take care of the world and our environment surroundings. And again, sometimes it's um, just a matter of sitting quietly, paying attention as these patterns arise. So, I confess that my own anger often happens in response to politicians or situations in the world try not to name people because we don't speak of the faults of others, but we don't, but that doesn't mean, that precept doesn't mean we don't pay attention to what's going on. So what is the situation that um, allows us to see, for me, my own reaction of uh, anger against politicians who, and, and others who, Encourage cruelty. Who, who actually, you know, uh, their their uh, election policy is about in, intensifying cruelty against some some other people who are then disqualified for being humans. I get upset about this. <laughs> I really do. And yet, for me, one of the ways I've tried to work with this anyway. To, to respond to politicians promoting cruelty or promoting warfare, which is a form of cruelty, um, is not to blame individuals, but to see patterns and systems in the world. And I'm part of that. You know, our each of us has our own pattern of anger, and then we go to war with somebody because we don't like something they said or whatever or they don't we don't like their opinions or you know. so um this is the challenge there's a there is a commentary i found a mahayana commentary about the precepts that says it's a transgression of the precept about anger if you don't get angry when it is appropriate so that's a whole different spin on it But then what do you do with that anger? Again, it's not about harboring ill will. It's not about promoting hatred. It's not about, you know, saying, those people over there are subhuman and we should wipe them out, or whatever. Um, This is difficult. We live in a world that's where it's very difficult to practice this precept of not harboring ill will. There are lots of encouragements in our culture. From our media, from our government, politicians to promote harboring ill will. Well, don't get angry with your friends, but those people over there—gosh, we have to keep them out of the country or whatever. So, um, how do we practice with that kind of anger? Again, it's the same—the same antidotes: patience, but paying attention, seeing if there's something helpful we can do. For example, contacting your representatives to encourage ceasefire when there's a vicious war going on. And not succumbing to this other precept, don't speak to the faults of others. Again, that doesn't mean that we don't pay attention to what's going on around us or in the world. But how do we not turn that into name-calling and make that a whole situation of, Make have got a harbor of ill no will. No need to do that. But this is challenging. We live in a challenging time, a challenging world. So there's all those kinds of situations which can help feed ill no will and hatred and exaggeration of anger. To see the whole situation, this is challenging, but this is a practice. This is seeing. This uh, I would say this is the sixth parameter too. Uh, practice of insight wisdom to see what's actually going on, in unskillful means. What can we do that might be helpful? And, we, and part of our basic such and practices, we don't know the outcome. You know, we, we do things trying to be helpful, but we don't know, we don't necessarily know the outcome of what we do. We send ripples of kindness, caring, and awareness into the world, and we don't only see the results, but they make a difference, our caring, our kindness, and our awareness. So, in addition to these societal situations that can allow us to feel our own anger, you know, we have misunderstandings and different differences of opinions with people around us. This is just this is just part of what the way the world is. And you know, we can and maybe we even get angry with somebody who's who you know has a different opinion than us. But again, that's not helpful. So in the in these personal situations, there are also practices that can help that can help us from changing the the reaction of negativity, aversion or even anger not into a harbor or ill-will, but just okay, what's going on here? How do we pay attention so one of the main practices about this is listening, listening to others. Trying to, you know, we can share our perspective on things, but also listen to other perspectives. In fact, the total wisdom of the Buddha, the unsurpassed complete perfect awakening, is to to see all of the different perspectives of all of the different beings. To really in, not just listen to, but actually appreciate all of the different people. Of course, this is challenging and none of us, you know, have the uh, capacity to, you know, hear the viewpoints of the trees outside. For some of us maybe can do that, but anyway, there's so, and, and then all the different people in our world, in our Sangha, in our city and country. So how do we listen? How do we have um, give ourselves the opportunity to see other perspectives, and some of them, some other perspectives may be really helpful and help us to see how we were get caught up in some perspective that was not so helpful. This is a process. This is this is lifelong learning. This is a practice, present practice. And again, skillful responses, skillful means, the formal practice of skillful means is about listening, about, often about silence and stillness. And then at some point, we might say, oh, maybe I could say such and such. Maybe they can you know, listen to that person. Maybe they can share, or oh, there's this other perspective that maybe includes my perspective and the other perspective. This is all the, the extended practice of bodhisattvas. And everybody here is involved in bodhisattva practice. That's what it means to be here. In this sangha, in this realm of zazen together. So we sit, facing the wall, facing the wall, facing ourselves, silently, in stillness, as much as possible. Our mind may be whirling around, Our monkey mind may be racing around, but also we can come back to breath and to posture and just pay attention. Oh, not just to the others around us with different viewpoints, but also to all the different viewpoints (laughs) on our own seat, you know. We can see that we are vast and contain multitudes. So, okay, so maybe that's enough for me to say. Uh, But I wanted to talk about practicing with anger, having space around anger, listening, respecting. So respect, I didn't mention that word, and that's important. To respect all the different viewpoints, that from where somebody is sitting, they may have some very different response about what to do in the world and what's helpful, who to vote for or whatever. It's, you know, we have to try and listen to where people's fears and people, you know, as Mike Evans was talking about, and people's awareness and people's situations. So, okay, um, maybe I've said everything I wanted to, or I might imagine more things, but I would really like to open this up to discussion. And we have a bunch of people online and a couple of people here in the no so maybe you can help me if people online have some comment, some response, some question. You raise your hand, or you can go to the raise hand function at the bottom. So
2: uh, Eve yeah. has her hand up, and I'll throw
1: my name on the stack too. But Eve, you, you're uh, you you're first. And I'll and I'll just say that please, you know, m- make your point and and uh, allow time for others. So thank you, Eve. Yeah, thank you very much for the talk. And I mean, I was thinking, I mean, sometimes anger, you know, can be a sign that like you need to set a boundary. Um, you know, frankly, sometimes I feel like women in the workplace have a problem with that. Um, but I, I guess what you're saying to me, it's like, okay,
3: somebody... You know, there's rotten food. You don't, you know, maybe you do feel angry about it, but then like you throw it out, you don't eat it. And then if somebody's giving you rotten food, you know, maybe you do feel angry at them, but then you just, you know, you can let go of the anger and say, okay, if this person's giving me rotten food, maybe
1: I shouldn't eat with them, you know? And Tigan is muted. Oh. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tiger. Hold on.
2: I, have... I, I did it. No, no, don't,
3: don't don't unmute, please, Tigan. It looks like I'm muted.
2: But... No, you we it's through this microphone. That I was see. my fault.
1: Okay, so I, I was just saying, Eve, that I appreciate what you said and um Yeah, I and I asked if you had something else or go for the other. Okay. there's somebody else? No. Dylan, and there's
2: somebody else on on Zoom. Yeah, I'll give priority to Todd because my question was really similar to you. So go ahead, Todd.
4: Hi, guys. Thank you. I used to definitely have a lot of problems with anger and road rage and driving too fast. And uh, I had one epiphany one time when I started to think about other conditions that cause people to behave a certain way. And thinking about the history of slavery, and I even thought, well, on the deeper level of no self, no other, and the end of your verse of Dog and about arm, body and mind dropping off and others is when I, when I go to, I have to go to that deep level. Sometimes if when I'm rushing to work, someone pulls in front of me and I'm in a rush and they're going really, really slow. I actually helps me to go to that deep, a pedantic level of there's no self, no other. That's me. That's, or at least my brother or sister. But I thought, when I was thinking about slavery one time, about the power of environment, how we're all, what, 99% the same genetic DNA, where I heard one time, I wondered to myself, if I grew up in Alabama in 1800, I would hope I would have been against slavery, but I don't know, because if that was my upbringing around me. And that little space, that little thought of scaring myself about that made me think about other things and current events in the future that the power of environment on the way people behave
1: Right, everything in the whole world uh, is part of what we is, how we are we're impacted by everything and of course our culture and our society and our history and it's so important to, to study history and to understand this uh, uh, again, I am angry at politicians who have tried to erase history. They're coming from their own situation, Yes, um, But anyway, thank you. Yes. Uh, how do we see our patterns of reacting to everything around us? Thank you. Dylan, you have something? Yeah. Uh, so my question is similar to Eve's, and I think it's... About exploring the
2: um, the distinction between
1: I think it's easy to say not harboring ill will means you know uh to um, um, that it's easy to misinterpret that to continue uh
2: have, having a ha, like being being not able to draw boundaries um if what? there if there are Um, if you see enough evidence that, you know, your proximity to somebody needs to change and that can be, I mean, that can be on the national level where like, okay, I'm not going to harbor ill will against a certain politician, but that doesn't mean I'm going to vote for him or, you know, or I I will vote for somebody else instead, but also on like the interpersonal level where, um, you know, you cannot harbor ill will. And I think, and also make a decision to make a change and yes. and uh, and and stick to it and and i feel like i'm particularly like sus- i'm noticing that i'm susceptible to like you know because because i want to be compassionate so much that I, I actually will do this sense of do this way of almost attempting to control somebody else by being like, well, if I show enough compassion or if I act a certain way, then inevitably they're going to change to the way that I want them to be. (laughs) And so then the behavior that I'm finding distressing or harmful um, is going to change. And so if I just keep doing that, then eventually um, you know, that person will change to be the way that I want them to be. But that that's, that's, that's violence almost in some way. And that, that I have to, you know, you just have to, I have to accept that people are, that I can't, I can't change other people and that, yeah,
1: once you give, once you receive certain data that you have to make a change sometimes. Thank you. You raised a really important point that I didn't mention. Um, that we have, one of the impulses we have is to kind of control. To control others, you were talking about. To control ourselves. To control the world. And, you know, there's, it's possible to have this insight that ultimately there's nothing we can control. I mean, of course, we all have areas where we, where we are able to, uh, act and, you know, everybody who showed up today, you know, had the control to, you know, go on Zoom or show up here or whatever. So of course, in the everyday activity, there are things we can take care of, but our sense of wanting to control things is um, kind of kind of harboring ill will. It's kind of ill will towards that which we can't control. So how do we know the difference? You know, this is one thing i saying. But, um, yeah, but we can still express kindness. And try to listen to the other person's perspective. But if we're trying to listen just so that we can change their mind and and control their opinion uh and get and convert them to, to our opinion or perspective, that's that's kind of uh oh well. That's kind of you know, so this is very subtle. This is why, you know, bodhisattva practice is a practice is a lifelong practice, or a practice of many lifetimes. How do we Take care of the world in a kind open hearted way without trying to push it around according to what we think it should be <laughs> this is this is subtle and difficult so thank you very much Dylan uh, I see chris has his hand up
3: yeah, thank you tu um, i uh, and, and dylan i w- when you said what you said so my um thoughts of, you know, it's not being patient, patient is this sort of, to me, this expectation that if I just wait long enough, it's going to change and be different, it's going to be the way I want it to be. Or that person is going to be the way I want them to be. And they're going to not be, um, you know, upsetting me or making me angry. But it's so it's, to me, it's working on not being a matter of being patient but a matter of being tolerant and, and accepting um of what that is and the other is the um is the the you know harboring and i've you know for my life thought of harbors as being safe places right you harbors where you go to in the storm um so i think it's sort of a you know, maybe a harbor is not a good place to be, and we should leave the harbor um, and be tolerant.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you brought up a couple of really important points. I think harbors are great, you know, it's not depending on what we're harboring, <laughs> you know. Um, so to harbor kindness, to find a refuge, we, we, we are all refugees. So we are taking by being here. We are taking refuge in Buddha, Dharma, Sangha. So um, there are different kinds of partners. So this, I could say more about that. But I want to get back to we're talking about patience, and the practice of patience is not passive. I, I we think that way. I mean, I think patience, as you received, as you described it, patience can Mean sometimes, oh, if I just wait long enough, things will ha- things will work out and everything will be okay. That's not the practice of patience as a bodhisattva practice. Practice of patience as a bodhisattva practice includes, requires paying attention, looking at a situation, and then responding. What is our response? And sometimes, you know, as I was saying, sometimes we don't see any any helpful response. Sometimes we might see, oh, well, that might be helpful, and we might try it. And then we learn by what happens. But um, yeah, patients, patients, and and sitting in zazen, they're not passive. We pay attention, and what does that mean? So when we're sitting zazen, we pay attention to all the monkey mind thoughts and so forth and our breathing and our posture and, and what's going on. But in the world also, yes, paying attention. Patience is pay attention and then to respond. How do we respond helpfully? And there's no there's no manual instruction manual that tells us the answer in every situation. So we have to pay attention. So Patience, tolerance, forbearance, whatever whatever you want to call it. It's not just waiting for something good to happen. Sometimes that does happen, and that's great. But what is our responsibility? We have an ability to respond. So our responsibility is key to Bodhisattva practice. And that requires all of this stuff. Awareness, caring, kindness, something like that. Thank you. Kathy,
0: did you have a comment or question? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was thinking another aspect of this is that uh, sometimes when we're getting in touch with our own anger, we tend to cut it off. We tend to not be able to see it. Um, You know that there's a bit of a process in just recognizing your own anger and and then getting in touch with okay what caused this what's related to this where did this come from and sometimes we're angry at things that we don't feel legitimate to be angry at like our mothers um for example <laughs> but and it takes a while to come to terms with that and feel validation in your reactions you know kind of make them uh, look at them closely Decide for yourself The degree of legitimacy but, but that that Acceptance Of your anger I think is an important step Before, because some people are angry And not aware they're angry And they're acting out their anger And so to become Aware of it And also aware of Okay, where did this come from? You know, maybe it was a mistaken process, maybe it was a valid process, but but to work through that, I think is part of what allows you to then deal with what you're going to do with it, what's constructive action. Yes, yes, thank you very much,
1: Kathy. Um, Right. So the first thing is that sometimes we're not aware of, of our anger, as Kathy was saying. So again, we have to pay attention. We have to see, we have to feel what we feel. So I've sometimes mentioned as a practice to use the mantra or the koan, how does it feel? To actually pay attention to what we're feeling, what we're thinking, how we're responding. During zazen in the world, you know, how does it feel? And oh, there's anger here somewhere. What is that about? Why am I angry? Yeah, so we have to identify our anger for grasping thebri before we can not turn our anger into hatred and ill war, so yeah this is this is why we sit and pay attention, study the self, get to know what it feels like when you learn. Thank you, Kathy. Vicki. Thank
5: you, um some things that came up or um. The complexity of my thoughts about um, patience, because I feel like I'm a patient person, but as I really deeply consider that uh, more fully, sometimes I'm using patience um, as like uh, an, an aver- another aversion, another way, to kind of close down what I was hearing when you were speaking as um, when just to keep open and keep working with things, when we feel anger. And so I'll tell myself this is patience if I just kind of shut down a little because I don't have a big reaction. And yet I see that that's actually not patience. But there is sometimes when, you know, it's more genuine and I use patience as like a pause to just open up because I know when I get angry, I feel tight and closed. I close down and it's just like, you know, it's habitual, it's a reaction, but it's not. It doesn't come out into the helpful zone, you know, so it's really beneficial to me to sit here and listen, you know, keep working with it and remind myself um, that I can, you know, the thing is to just don't tighten up and just close off, but to really start listening, use those other things that, that, um, you know, tighten up, like reopen the ears, maybe not the mouth, but, you know, Mm -hmm. and that give myself You know, there's fear in there, too. Like, maybe I'm feeling like I can't deal with what's going on. And yet, you know, I'm there. I'm here. So, you know, just keep listening and get curious about what I can, what possibilities are there. You know, so it's been a very beneficial talk to me. Thank you.
1: You're very welcome. And yes, thank you for adding that. We, Again, it's not about shutting down our anger. This is this, this is kind of subtle. This is why this requires long periods of practice. To actually, study the self as Dogen says. Or you know, another zazen, common Zazen instruction is to take the backward step that turns our light inwardly to illuminate ourselves, to really see what's going on, not to shut down. And yeah, we can hear patients as shutting down. That's not it. How do we keep paying attention in the middle of all this stuff? It's not straightforward or easy. It's, um, it's a, it's practice and requires continuing practice. So, Getsu, so. did you have your
6: Yeah, I did have just, um, this has been a great, uh, discussion and offering. Thank you, everyone. One of the things that came up for me as we were talking was about working with a teacher and the depth and pervasiveness of reactivity is so stupendous <laughs> that I found taking refuge in my teacher, in the sangha, in people in my life to help me and support me, but also hold me accountable for, uh, such reactivity is because zazen itself can be a little bit of a spiritual bypass but usually other people will let us know right away when we're veering around so that's just a comment so thank you everyone
1: thank you that's very important and we are blessed in ancient dragon zen gate sangha that we have uh, several teachers who can help us see when we are being reactive and we have many other very experienced practitioners. So Sangha is very important in this. It's not just paying attention ourselves, but paying attention together with each other. So thank you for that, Hoka. It's, it's very important. Uh, and, and, yes, this has been a great discussion and, and it doesn't mm-hmm. end <laughs> practicing with, with anger, practicing with grasping and greed. All of these, you know, are lifelong practices of bodhisattvas.